Welcome to Canine Nation. It's Sunday, January 20th, 2019. This is episode 120. Hi, dog lovers, and welcome to the podcast. This is Eric Brad. You know, one of the most upsetting moments for me in my life with dogs was being bitten by one of my dogs. I think what was most upsetting about it is that after it happened, I knew I probably could have prevented that by adjusting a few things in my dog's life or maybe doing things a little bit differently. But the fact is, our dogs are individuals and they have emotions all their own. They can get frustrated, confused, or angry, and they have a limited set of tools that they can use to express those emotions. Some of them we find pretty unpleasant. The growling, the snapping, and yes, even the biting. Dog aggression is a very real thing, but a lot of the information out there about what causes dog aggression or how to deal with dog aggression isn't exactly accurate. And on those rare occasions when my dog does have some kind of outburst, I think I'm better able to handle my dog in these situations if I have accurate information and I've thought through the situation beforehand. So while there can be many causes of dog aggression, understanding why dogs sometimes act out can help us to deal with situations so our dogs never have to escalate to those kinds of reactions. I wanted to explore that a little bit, And so this week's essay is called Dog Aggression, Fear, Fact, Fiction, and How to Cope. We read stories about it in newspapers and magazines. Incidents make the evening news on TV with some regularity as well. It's a persistent threat that lives in many of our homes and roams our neighborhoods. Dogs sometimes lashing out, causing serious injury and sometimes death to another dog, another animal, or even a human being. The truth is that the number of reported dog bites against humans are stunningly rare given the number of dogs that live with us in our homes. Statistically, less than three out of every 1,000 dog owners will be bitten and injured by their dogs in their lifetime. Perhaps more surprisingly, the chances of being attacked and killed by a dog are less than 1 in 2.5 million. Why is that statistic so surprising? Because you have about the same chances of being killed by a coconut. It seems kind of strange that a culture that has lived with and bred dogs for centuries would be so fearful of dogs, given these facts. It's likely that some of our concerns are genetic, some are cultural and certainly some are the products of urban myth and speculation. Dogs do have sharp, pointy teeth, and they have claws. Some breeds have large heads and powerful jaws capable of snapping human bones. In essence, they are animals with all the right equipment to do us serious bodily harm. Now having said that, a car is a machine that is capable of killing us far more quickly than a dog and yet we step into cars willingly every day with barely a second thought. Perhaps this is because we have a better understanding of cars, and therefore we feel we have better control of our interactions with them. 
I think a big part of the answer to our fears about dog aggression lies in understanding our dogs better. If we know when, why, and how our dogs respond aggressively to us and other dogs, we can be better prepared to prevent incidents of aggression from our dogs and to deal with them successfully when they do occur. Health issues are one of the major causes of dog aggression. This is particularly true if we are dealing with aggressive behavior that comes about as part of a sudden change in the dog's personality. Anything from a cracked tooth causing chronic pain to allergic reactions to more serious medical conditions like tumors or chemical changes could be at the root of why a dog is growling and keeping others at bay with bared teeth. After all, dogs are domesticated animals. They were bred to coexist with humans. A breakdown in the way they relate to human caregivers can be an indication that some underlying health issue has triggered a more primitive survival response. Dog owners are always wise to look at health issues first if they see new aggressive behavior in their dogs. Has there been a recent injury, a change in eating or elimination habits? A visit to the veterinarian is certainly a low-cost way to head off any difficult aggression incidents before they happen. Perhaps more importantly, behavioral remedies such as trying to discipline or punish the dog for aggressive behaviors are likely to make the situation worse instead of better. A dog that is not well may feel even more vulnerable and more threatened by scolding or punishment and may be more likely to lash out in defense. Frustration is another major cause of aggression in dogs. One form of frustration that should be familiar to most dog owners is called barrier frustration. The most common form I see of this is when a dog is on leash. Dogs have a natural resistance response to physical force. Pull on a leash and the dog will pull back. Push on a dog and it will lean into your pressure. Being restrained will cause frustration in a dog, particularly if they feel threatened. A dog on leash can feel very vulnerable around other dogs that are loose and can approach from any angle. Fence fighting is another form of barrier frustration, where dogs are separated by a fence and unable to interact. So they will bark and snap at each other to try and relieve that frustration. In addition to these physical forms of frustration, consider mental forms of frustration as well. Confusion can be a major source of frustration in dogs. Inconsistent responses to their behavior, for example, sometimes we punish, other times we allow a behavior, and still other times we laugh at it. This can lead to a dog that never knows when a punishment is coming. That uncertainty can be frustrating. Being punished for behaviors that have not yet been trained properly can be equally frustrating. In essence, the dog is continually off balance and cannot make sense of the cause and effect of their world. In the best case, the dog withdraws and reduces their overall behavior to avoid confusion and possible punishment. In the worst case, the dog lashes out in their frustration at their inability to get it right. There can also be environmental or experiential causes for aggression. We cannot know precisely how dogs think, so we cannot always know why they find a particular noise or sight frightening. But fear is a powerful motivator and frequently invokes a fight-or-flight response and the accompanying release of adrenaline. 
Owners would do well to note items or events that provoked these fear responses in their dogs. One frequently suggested remedy for these fear responses is to confront the dog with the fear-inducing stimulus over and over until the dog no longer reacts fearfully. This can be a recipe for disaster. This unfortunate technique, sometimes called flooding, can do more harm than good if the dog's tolerance is pushed past its limit. A sufficiently terrified dog can lash out with very little warning in unpredictable ways. Flooding literally backs the dog into a corner and makes them choose between surrendering or lashing out in a last-ditch attempt to rid themselves of the thing that is terrifying them. Taken individually, any one of these potential causes of aggression in our dogs can be easy to spot and easy to deal with. But these pressures all too rarely occur one at a time in our dogs' lives. In fact, we can encounter situations where the obvious thing stressing our dog is something that they have encountered before without getting upset, and that can be confusing for the dog owner. The pressures that can cause aggression in our dogs are additive. They can come together in a group and in different configurations to push our dog past their tolerance limit and cause them to act out with aggression. Let's consider the case of a dog who is frequently cornered as a puppy in order to be picked up. Over time, the dog has learned to sit quietly while cornered so the owner can pick them up. Now let's assume that this same dog was sometimes punished by having his food bowl taken away during mealtime. The dog now reluctantly tolerates people near his bowl so long as they don't reach for it. And also, Let's assume that the dog has little or no experience with small children. So now we've set the scene. For the sake of this example, let's assume that our dog's owners are having company over to their house around the dog's mealtime. In an effort to keep the dog out of the way, the owners place the dog's food in the corner of the kitchen where he can eat in peace. But the three-year-old boy who is visiting comes over and bends down to pet the dog while it's eating and the dog lashes out and bites the child. The owner is immediately horrified by her dog. She exclaims, He's never bitten a child before. I don't understand. But all of the potential triggers for aggression were there. A dog who doesn't like being cornered and doesn't like someone reaching for its food is approached by something strange to him, a small child, that looks like it could be reaching for its food. Any one of these things, being cornered, having the food removed, or being faced with a small child, might have been tolerated by this dog, but taken together, it was all too much. The dog was pushed beyond its ability to tolerate the situation. If the dog also happened to be in pain, the situation could have been worse still. The key to proper management is understanding the potential triggers for canine aggression. There are many valid reasons why a dog might act aggressively in self-defense. Changes in physical or mental health, frustration, confusion, or fear could all be causes of aggressive acts. As responsible owners, we have a tremendous amount of control of all of these things. Careful training and socialization can reduce the fear component. Good training and being consistent in our behavior towards our dogs can reduce confusion and frustration. Good stewardship in looking after our dog's health and welfare can keep them safe 
and help them feel secure about their humans and their environment. Dog aggression is not simply a genetic disorder that can be dismissed as a problem with the dog. While there can be a genetic component to aggression, it is only an occasional and minor factor in most dog aggression incidents. If we take the precautions to understand our animal and give them what they need to be successful in our lives, we can reduce the chances of them ever acting out in an aggressive manner. Should your dog begin to show aggressive tendencies, contact a veterinarian immediately to rule out health causes, and then consult a qualified dog behaviorist or trainer to help you determine if your dog is frustrated or confused by some aspect of their home life. The truth is that most dogs are happy and agreeable companions unless something is upsetting their world. As their partners and guardians, we owe it to them to investigate what may be causing their distress before assuming they just enjoy having a go at us. If you enjoy these podcasts, why not drop by our website at caninenation.ca and you'll find dozens more to listen to. While you're at it, perhaps click on the donate button and offer us a dollar or five or whatever you'd like to give to help support the podcast and help us keep the lights on. Or you can support the podcast by spreading the word on social media or leaving us a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear feedback from you about the podcast. If you have any comments, stories, or questions, you can email me at talk to at caninenation.ca. That's talk and the number two at caninenation.ca. I look forward to your comments. Canine Nation is also on Facebook. You can find our Canine Nation page where we post information about the latest articles, podcasts, and news about Canine Nation events. We also have a discussion group, the Canine Nation Forum. It's a place to discuss the podcast, the Canine Nation essays, life with dogs, and training our dogs, or just to share some information we found around the Internet. Thank you for listening. I'd appreciate it if you'd share this with the dog people in your life. I guess that's all for now. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Thank you.